Alrighty, welcome back. Episode three of the Campbell's Gambles podcast. We're uh, we're well underway now, and um, more good racing ahead on Saturday, Jason. Yes, yes, very keen for big racing this Saturday. But uh, just want to know, how's your week been, Blake? What have you been up to? Anything exciting? Anything to alert the viewers on, the listeners, the whatever you want to call them? Uh, yeah, one one. Uh... One thing to mention in particular, I've been having a little perv at the Hong Kong trials leading up to the first meeting, which is uh, Sunday week, I believe. So not long now. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting pumped. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very, very keen. Uh, yeah, you know, spring racing in Australia is gone. And then to top it off, we got Hong Kong resuming. It just, yeah, can't get any better. So I'm super keen. How's your week been, mister? <laughs> I look like Vincent. Look like Vincent Ho, <laughs> Vincent Vincent Hoare. Um, yeah, just just really busy as usual. Usual, just trying to keep the uh, four legged friends up and running. One of the bitches came on season, Cascade Manelli. So I've just been trying to fiddle around, find her a place to absolutely get plummeted um, with a Fernanda Bale straw. Um, so she's got to get polarized with one of those bad boys. And and uh, if there's anyone out there that wants to get a puppy, you know where to come. You know the way, the way the way Fernando Bale's going. I want some of him in me. Oh, here he is, the big man. <laughs> the big man. Yeah, well, uh, I don't, I don't think I want that. I think that would be kind of <laughs> the, um, the 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 uh, the laws of society. But uh, we'll go back to what we do do on this podcast, and that's talk horse racing. And we we should dive back to last week as Blake sets himself up for another huge episode. Big racing last week, big fallout, especially from the group one. Snap Dancer was absolutely phenomenal on speed. Thought that was a very, very, very good win, um, considering she went along at a very fast tempo in that race. Uh, as I pull up the figures here, she went some... Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. What was it? There you go. She went three and a half lengths slower than standard, so... All that just to try and buy some <laughs> get ready. Um, no, but I thought it was a really strong win. She fended off rivals late. There was a few really good return runs. Um, mm. The drums were beating for one that finished back in the field, but hit the line really well. Juayas, um, I think you've got to speak about her possibly. Get in. Get in, baby. Exactly what we want to see from a horse looking to get over 2,000 metres in the future. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yes, very, very impressive run from Jewess. Uh, Cascadian, very good. Blake had him on top, very good from where he got to. Alligator blood, no luck whatsoever. If you look at the mm -hmm. sectionals in the race, he was traveling to my eye. He was traveling as well as anything. And if you look at the sectionals, if you look at the six to the four, he actually went 11.44, which is the fastest in the race. So it's fair to say if the blood got out when the blood was building momentum, he might have finished a lot closer. I'm not saying he would have won the race because he still got well. He was still very, he was beaten by a long way, but um, he mm -hmm. was traveling like he was going to let down and, and show a good turn of foot. But uh, any other eye catches out of that race? 
Um, none from the top of my head. I thought Elation was pretty poor. It, uh, it jumped. I don't know. It was weird. They went. They went all the way back to last with it. Um, we neither of us liked the setup uh, in the race for it, and we both said it was way too short in the market, which turned out to be true. Whether or not there were any other complications or or anything to come out of the race, I didn't actually look for those, but. Regardless, the horse, um, yeah, the horse is pretty poor, and you know, I just think it's, I, I think it's all come a bit too soon for him, uh, personally. Like he's a great horse, and he'll he'll probably have some good wins in him, um, black type, uh, more black type in him. But you know, stepping him up to a to a race of this quality so soon, you know, having only had four starts or three starts until um, Saturday, yeah, it was a big big step up. Uh, so he didn't really, yeah, he didn't really stand up to that. Um, but yeah, I thought Cascadian and Juice were the two that I took. Well, they were the two that I took out of the race um, and threw in the black book. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck was was sort of the obvious one, but when you go back and look at the times, Juice actually finished off faster in the last 200 meters than than I'm, I'm Thunderstruck. And from memory, it was she might have even been faster over the last 400 meters, uh, four to the two as well. So. Just the fact that she was actually out off the camera means that it was much harder or it was impossible to see her close off. But, you know, after the post, she was making up tons of ground, which is exactly what you want to see over 1,400 when you know she's going to get up probably double that trip uh, eventually to 2,800. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to our first segment of the show, Flashing Lights. Um. Anything that caught your eye on Saturday? Anything that you want to make note of? What would the horse well, be to follow from Saturday's meeting? I personally took I personally took quite a few out of uh, Saturday's meetings, both in Sydney and Melbourne. And and uh, mate, my black book is just filling up. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any room left really. But um. But. Yeah, out of that Group One race, like I like I said, Cascadian and and definitely Juice was the the flashing light for me. Um, like I said, I'm Thunderstruck was the obvious one, but I thought Juice was the better, uh, sort of more promising for for the rest of her preparation. But away from that race, um, there was one horse that I was very very excited to see run well. Um, they pronounce it Alias. Uh, it's I don't know. It looks like Alias to me, but. Whoa. Yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> whatever its name is it did yeah it, it ran well it ran well it um it closed off well behind uh old flame i believe the horse's name old flame at uh old rose flame. hill mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah, uh, yeah old flame. it was it was it was right off the canvas that one but um yeah but Elias closing off behind um was yeah phenomenal and recorded really good late splits. So I'm looking forward to see, uh, to seeing how that horse goes stepping up in troop. Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, my flashing light is certainly not Frumos, who we didn't really touch base on there. But yes, rolled at a very short price. Frumos, the mug punters were were crying. Jeez, mm. it was a tough day on Saturday if you were a mug punter. A lot of odds oh, on favourites went down. Yeah. All the, all the, all, I don't think one person, I didn't see a multi get up over the weekend. No, oh, it was brutal. Fire, passive aggressive, Frumos, all really, really short. There was another, there was another one at Caulfield, I forget, before passive aggressive. Who was it? Doesn't matter. Didn't win. Um, after cabin. Yeah, dude, that's why exactly what I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Jack Wano. 
Jack when I won the blue diamond. It was was aft cabin. That that's the bloke. They came for passive aggressive in aft cabin. I think the uh what didn't surprise Mm. me. I think it was just purely off times and whatnot. But I guess uh Mm. lesson learned for myself is yes, horses, they both still ran reasonably okay races, but obviously they didn't get the money, so that means nothing in the end of the day from a gambling perspective. But um just got to learn that uh, I guess in those certain scenarios where they're easier, then they're able to run that time, which looks amazing mm-hmm. on paper. But then when they get put in harder competitions, a harder competition, and they have to do things outside of their comfort zone, yeah, can they still yeah. run that time? If that makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah, which neither yeah, of them really agree. did. Like they probably still ran up to what they did in previous runs, but they didn't diverse better competition. Which one punch that? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But your horse, Jack, we know good selection there. She's in for a good, well, sorry, he's in for a good preparation. Um, mm. Anyway, my flashing light is one from Caulfield that I was really, really rapt to see late in the piece finish off. And that is something that I wish I had in my life. And that is groovy kind of love. Race two at Caulfield was very good for the Mick Price Kent yard. Uh, Alana Kelly was on board. They went six and a half lengths slower than standard in this race. Lady of Honor led this race up. Absolutely crawled in front, sprinted home on a track where it wasn't the easiest track to make ground on, in my opinion, at Caulfield. You'd have you'd want to be in the first couple of pairs or close to the rail. Wasn't I didn't see many horses just come down the outside and swoop and and, and at least win races or run well. Um so yeah, Scrooby kind of loved she ran the eleven sixty-four home, which rated in the top 10 fastest last 200 meters of the entire meeting. And it was three lengths faster than anything else in the race. Her, if you look at her form, her, she's never won first up in her life. So that is not to any surprise. However, her second up form, she has four starts for two wins, two seconds. And her third up, for, third, third up form, she has four starts for a win, a second and a third. So she definitely peaks second up and she can hold that form third up. I'll be looking to back her next time out over the mile, hopefully, at Flemington, if we get a run on speed, I think she's an absolute smoky. I'm very keen to see her and I'm very keen to back her next next start. So yeah, Groovy kind of love. But throw that one in the black book. Yeah, eleven sixty three home. That that's cooking with that's cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. And she she runs speed second. indeed. She All runs right, well enough uh, enough dwelling on the past. We move on to this weekend. Um, no Group One racing in Sydney. Well, around the country, but. Uh, most importantly in Sydney or Melbourne, but plenty of Group 2 action uh, across Mooney Valley and Randwick. So we'll be covering Randwick first. Uh, track conditions, weather and bias, Jason. Any insight you can give us for Saturday? Well, track's currently a soft seven. There's a little bit on the radar for the next couple of days. I uh, can't see how the track deteriorates too much more. Rails out seven metres. I think that's going to be the biggest... Oh, how do we say it? When the rail's at seven metres and the track's dry, you want to be on speed, on rails, X, Y, Z. But if there's a bit of give in the track, sometimes it goes the opposite way. So just play a straight bat here, watch and assess. Indeed, indeed. The uh, the old reliable, that one. <laughs> so first, first race we'll be covering, race five, the Group 3 Concord Stakes over the 1,000 metres. Uh, so, yeah, they'll be going helter-skelter here and the horse heading the market, very well known to most punters in Australia, Eduardo, will definitely be going helter-skelter in this race, I reckon, Jason. Yes, Eddie returns to this race. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of speed in this race. There are two horses that have shown a lot of speed 
being mm. that and being Eddie and Malkovich, they're both absolute um, dynamites. But other than that, I don't think there's a lot of tempo in this race. Um, and yeah, what about yourself? Do you think anything from out wide can go forward? Um, it, look, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me to see something throw caution just purely on the premise that if they go, like if the speed map does eventuate the way it looks on paper, Eduardo probably wins on his ear. Like if they, like he he'll, he doesn't have to lead. He'll sit, you know, he'll let Malkovic go and then just, you know, cruise up on his outside or, or just sort of sit in behind him, depending how fast Malkovic goes. But if nothing else throws any pace into the race, like I don't, I don't think they should be expecting that they're going to be catching Eduardo realistically. Um, so if I was, if I was, you know, involved in making the decisions of any other runners, I'd be saying, uh, or if I was actually trying to win this race, I'd be saying, yeah, you might as well have a throw at the stumps and just go forward, at least try and get yourself into the race. But um, that said, I don't think there are too many horses in this race who are actually targeting the race. Um, I know for, I know for a fact, Mask Crusader is not targeting the race because he he only gets good once he gets up to 1200 and there are plenty of other of horses, uh, other horses in the race spit it out who will be aiming to do the same thing. So I really, I, th- I think it's just a race for Eduardo to win personally. Oh, here he is. Are you declaring Eduardo? I don't know if I like it. Just look at the race. Like what? Like, is there any, is there any danger? I'm not, you tell me if I'm, you tell me if you think I'm wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, big fella. Don't you worry. Yeah. I looked at this race and I was just completely underwhelmed. Like it's like going to a, to a bar. And it's just a cock fest, you know, like, like, <laughs> it's like when you rock up to one of those 16th birthday parties and there's 10 people on the dance floor and yeah. the mum's outside and handing out bloody fairy bread. Well, hope you haven't been to a 16th birthday party recently, Blake. You're a bit past that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yes, no, yeah, yeah. If you look back, it's yeah, a bit like that five years ago for both of us, probably. But um, yeah, I just looked at this race. I look at Andermatt, and yes, I think he's a nice horse, but far out. I think he's a wet track of like I have big wraps in this horse. Not gonna lie, but he's done all his best work on absolute wet tracks, which he is not going to get. He's not going to get an absolute bottomless track, and I think he's very, very short in the market considering. He's form. Malkovich, like, is that not just Eduardo off wish? Like, what the fuck? Um, sorry, I'm just going, no, that was a bit, that was a bit too much. I was a bit graphic. But <laughs> then you look at Mars Crusader, like I love Mars Crusader more than any other person in the universe. However, he completely went off the boil last preparation. I think that's very fair to say. He's carrying 60 kilos, he's a get back horse, and it's over the thousand meters. Like, where does he line up in this race? Showy 66 came out of nowhere on wet tracks, Get going to find a much drier track. What am I left with? Who else am I going to pot? Like, there's nothing left. Mm. He, If he's not one of the more solidified $2.20 shots or $2.10 or whatever the hell he is, oh, I'm seeing things because he's won this race plenty of times in the past. He's two from two track and distance. Normally, he faces nature strip in this race, and he's put him to the saw. I don't know. I, I, if he doesn't start... In the red, I got no idea, no idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. couldn't agree more. I don't I, honestly. I don't think that. I don't think we need to waste any more time on the race. Just move forward. Yeah. Not enough. Disgusting that they even That's put easy. a price up. It should be a dollar ten. <laughs> Eduardo next. All right, next race six, <laughs> Furious <laughs> States Group Two race, twelve hundred meters for the Phillies. Set weights race. 
Current favourite is In Secret, who some say much maligned Galloper. Some say we're a bit unlucky first up. Some say, oh, she had a chance. But uh, anyway, she lines up here 360 with J-Mac on the back of her. Are you with her? Are you against her? Who are you with in this race? I I find myself with no choice but to be against her in this race. Um, I... I had my I had my reservations with her last start because that was a, a a you know a big a big step up um from you know scone and Hawkesbury form um and and admittedly in those two races prior uh you know those first two races of her career she had a lot go her way she drew well uh she just got to sort of camp off the lead and she, you know she she did what she had to to win. Um, she ran well last start as well and admittedly was at least somewhat unlucky whether or not she wins the race with more luck or you know whatever happens you'll never know but this race is a whole different ball game um drawn the car park i i don't know what i don't know where i don't know where she'll end up um yeah it's at three dollars sixty there's no way i could be touching her personally um are you do you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that to some degree. I am going against her. However, I'm not going to rule her out as a winning chance because I was with her last time and I think she has abundance yeah. of an ability uh, ability. ability. Uh, the most interesting runner in this race probably is she's extreme, um, winning that champagne over the 1600 last preparation. It's just going to be interesting to see how she returns now as a three-year-old mm. because I think as we saw last week with Best of Bordeaux, a lot of hype coming back as a three-year-old, trialed like bloody far lap and just did not live up to it one bit. It's very difficult for these star two-year-olds to come back as very good three-year-olds. I'm sure we'll talk about that later on with uh, a very smart Gold Coast uh, town, Cool and Gutter. Um, hmm. So yeah, she's experienced probably the most interesting runner in this race. The horse I'm going to be with here at a big price is the horse I mentioned last week as our or as my own flashing lights, and that was Seven Veils. Uh, I might be going off one run too early here, but I did mention that we might get a really big price about her next start. Um, she did open up $29 and not to my surprise, she's now into $21 and even 16 and $18 and some other bookmakers. So uh, T Sherry sticks on board. She draws much better this time. You got to remember second up last preparation. She was a group two winner in the, in the Riesling and she won that race very comfortably. I think she can settle further forward this time. I think they might press the button and try and sit outside North Star Lass. And if she races a bit more tractably, um, I would have liked to see a gear change there. However, we don't see one. Um, if she races more tractably this time, I think $21 is a big price. Mm. And it wouldn't surprise me if she just absolutely, um, what would the word be? Jumped out of the ground. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with, uh, with your analysis. I, I think that it's it's a tough it's a tough race. Um, just there are a lot of yard watchers here. Uh, Paris Dior for me should be favourite, depending on where she's at, and so, you know that's that's something that you're not going to find out until race day. So uh, I'll be I'll be I'll have my eyes glued to the TV when they're in the yard. Uh, uh, Paris Dior, she's extreme of both horses. Uh, Phillies who can who can win this race if they're right. So uh, it, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they are. And with, Par with Paris Steel drawing gate four, 
um, trialing well enough for mine. If she does look good enough, I think she should be favourite. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised depending on what happens with the racing pattern to see them flip um, prior, see in secret and parastial flip uh, for favouritism prior to the race. Um, but I think North Star last drawn gate one will will be able to go well given it ran third to Zugotra in, in secret last time. Um, it went forward and and was able to stick on pretty well. They're, they're running over the same trip now. It's got gate one and they're going to do the same thing. They'll just go to the, the front. Um, so it takes luck out of the equation. And there aren't there aren't a lot of horses in the race who are, who are going to sort of press it for the lead. There might be a few who try and take a take some sort of a prominent position, but they're not going to actually, or at least I don't think I can't see any of them actually going uh, for the for the outright lead. So I think North Star Lass is definitely in this, um, and you're obviously getting a much shorter price this time. But I think the race sets up well for her to at least you know get into the into the finish. Um, away from them, I think Russian Conquest is one that's sneaking through a little bit here in the market, like twenty bucks. She's been trialing well enough. Um, obviously, she has to contend with gate 11, which is similar to in secret, but we don't know, you know, how how well she's going as a three-year-old. Uh, the only sort of indication we have is her trials, and the trials have been good enough for mine. So similar to she's extreme Paris Dior, depending how they look at how she looks in the yard, uh, that'll be, you know, sort of what I use to make my final decision uh, on a horse like her. But I think you know, without knowing whether she's, you know, fit or not uh, and looks good in the yard, I think $20 is just overs, um, similar to Seven Veils. So, you know, both of those horses at big odds. I think there's, I think there are a few horses in, in this race that you could definitely sort of play around at decent odds, considering in secret, I think is too short. And, you know, Paris Deer and She's Extreme have question marks over how they're going to return because, you know, they're coming too two-year-olds into three-year-olds now and they don't have uh, any sort of anything on their resume per se. So interesting race. Um, any any final thoughts there, Jace? No, that's all good for me. So Blake is with Paris Dior and I am with Seven Vales, Yard Watchers all round. Race seven, Tramway yeah. Stakes. Group two, over the 1,400 metres. Return of... A horse that could be a superstar, could not be a superstar. Some days he looks like he'd be anything. Some days you have no idea. And the one horse I'm talking about is Zaki. Uh, Zaki, what do you do with him? $1.85 currently with the tab with or against Zaki this Saturday, Blake? Oh, too short for mine. Just on his reliability or lack of. <laughs> uh, do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think I'll just get straight into this race. I don't think there's uh I think there's a bit of speed in this race, sorry. Uh Prime Candidate goes forward, Profondo probably goes forward, Big Boy Roy takes probably a sit behind Prime Candidate. Um Zaki probably box seats in this race, possibly even midfield cover. Um I look at this race, look at the market. I, I can't believe how short Ice Bath is. That's probably one straight off the bat. Uh mm. I, she was solid in that return effort in the wing stakes the blinkers do go back on but tens in the six dollars like i'm not sure where that money's coming from she is drawn wide uh she is carrying 53 kilos i guess but she's always been one for mine that really improves deeper into her preparation um especially on absolutely bottomless tracks so i just can't believe the price that she's at 
Converge, much the same. He does always trial well and he is trialing well once again. Um, but I can't believe that he is $8 or $7, first time weight for age level. And I'm not surprised he is drifting. Not sure where he gets to. I think they might just take their medicine and go back. Um, I think the two in this market, the obvious ones, Profondo was absolutely enormous first up. Uh, three wide, no cover the entire. Abdullah, um, poor ride, I guess, drawing six of 10. Uh, if he he can settle in a much more prominent position, drawing barrier two, and he should get a much softer run, and Zaki. So I I can't pop Zaki in any way, shape, or form in this type of race. Uh, first up, previous preparations, he's probably run his best race, huge in a Doncaster, best last 200 meters in that race, huge in this race last year. Looked like the way he sprinted looked like he could have been anything. Um, didn't really go on with that preparation. And... Um, Second in a blamey, end of uh, start of last prep. So first up goes good. J-Mac on board, short price favorite, not diving into it. Betting perspective in this race, possibly Quinella's with Zaki and Profondo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I agree with one horse uh, that you mentioned there, Profondo. I think uh, I think it would have been more ideal for him to get up a little bit, you know, step up that extra 200 meters or, or so. Um, but... If Abdullah can get him into a spot as bad as last race from gate two on Saturday, like he's done. <laughs> Send him off, ship him off somewhere. But uh, Zaki for mine is just too short a dollar eighty. Like you just you don't know which Zaki's gonna turn up. And like you said, he typically does run really well first up, but like he should have he should have won races last prep that he didn't, plain and simple, in my opinion. Um, and the trials have been good enough, but it they're not, you know, they're not the be all end all, um, different to race day. And just given <laughs> given how much he's taken from me, <laughs> um yeah, I I I'm inclined to to lean Profondo's way um each way over Zaki at at the short quote, like if you, if you can get, if you can get um, over $2 for Profondo to run top three and you get less than that for Zaki to win, I think, I think the no brainer is to go each way Profondo personally. Um, but that might just be me. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Just looking at Zaki's record now, I think we've been a little bit harsh actually <laughs> looking back at it. Like realistically last preparation, he won an all-star mile. He won a Hollandale. You know, he didn't miss the placings or a few horses, like even Animo missed the placings last preparation. Um, I just think it's just purely because he hasn't gone on. Like he's just showing glimpses of him being possibly the wait for age star in Australia. And it just hasn't really gone like back to back to back. Like we've seen with obviously other other champions, very elegant winks spring to mind. Um, even colding to some degree <laughs> back in the day. It's um, <laughs> funny enough, but uh, is that is that about it? Is that about it for this? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one that was trialing okay. Just quickly, character's been trialing really good. I reckon him four year old, maybe down the maybe down the track, twenty four hundred meters. That could possibly be his goal, two thousand meters. Wouldn't surprise me if he does something. Character, keep an eye on him. Keep All right, we'll move. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Cool, 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 cool. All right, race eight, Chelmsford Stakes, probably the feature race at Randwick on Saturday. Group two level over the mile. Current favorite in the race is Surefire for Chris Waller and James McDonald. Uh, a few stayers here getting out to 1,600 meters and a few horses returning. Montefilia being one of them. 
How do you see this race pan out, Blake? Uh, well, get, looking at the speed um, or lack of, it's probably a better way to, to put it. Knight's Order and Entente are the only two that really spring out. Numerian's led in some of some of his races, but he's not he's not of the same sort of leading type as Knight's Order or Entente is. Um, and considering they're both drawn wide, we've seen Entente go go back or settle sort of midfield sometimes. But uh, I'd expect with the lack of speed um, that that Entente will go forward with Knight's Order, and they'll be the two leading. Numerian probably holds a spot in behind. Um, and then behind those, it's pretty much take your pick. They'll probably be eight wide going into the turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I don't think they'll be they'll be going too hard at all in this race personally, um, which may set it up for a horse like Numerian who who does get a good good sit behind the leaders, but there are a lot of horses first up as I sound like a broken record saying it for every race the last three weeks, but um, there'll be a lot of horses that you need to check on in the yard and and watch first up to see how they've returned. Yes, yes, you're not wrong. There's a few horses that have returned and they've returned in very, very good fashion. The ones I want to pot in this race, uh, first of all, I want to make a case. No, I don't want to make a case. I just want to make a statement in regards to Moonga. I think Moonga in this race will be the 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 star mile horse in this race. However, he's run last time. For, in my opinion, there was not enough in the stewards report to suggest for him to bounce back steeply or me to have confidence in him bouncing back steeply. He can still come out and bolt in. Um, however, I just he just runs so badly last time, but he's getting a good price about a, a, a probably the best horse in the race over this trip, in my opinion. Um, however, I want to pot a few runners just quickly on a pot stockman second up sprinted well fresh um i think that might be the story of this race stockman benno surefire all first up 14 armies all sprinted well fresh all were some of the stronger finishing sections of the entire meeting in their respective races <laughs> they all meet here second up in a race with very little tempo there has to be in my opinion a big flat spot for all those three gallopers and if there is, and I'm, I'm I'm very pronounced in this race, so I might be completely off the ball and wrong here, but I think all those three gallopers will go terrible, and I think they'll peak again third up. The one I'm with is one mentioned uh, Blake mentioned that, and that is Numerian. I thought his recent trial at Warwick Farm couldn't see anything because it was in the bloody fog. However, <laughs> you got to see the last 200 meters, and I can tell you that Tommy Berry was giving this horse absolute double wraps. Like he dead set, you could walk down to your local Coles, IGA, Woolworths, Audi, wherever you shop, go to the bread aisle and you'll probably see more wraps there than you will Tommy Berry's ride. And at Warwick Farm, I thought it was really good. Rail out seven metres, as I've already mentioned. We might want to be on speed. Barrier one probably can settle just behind one of the gay waterhouses um, out to he's going to go forward. So I think he's one you want to be with. He was really good at the end of last preparation, did beat home Zaki in that Q22. And he's, I think he's really found his feet here in Australia. So Numerian for me at $10. Yeah. I, 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 t I touched on, on him uh, just talking about the speed earlier and I don't disagree with anything you said there, Jason. Um, I also don't disagree with what you said about Mawunga personally. Uh, well, I was, I was dead set against him in that group one first up. And here is a race where I'd be more inclined to go with him. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, yep, he's, he's going to win 
um, you know, he's a, he's a huge bet, sell the house, get on it, whatever. But considering he SP'd shorter than he is currently in this market in a Group 1 racing animo, profondo, fangirl, like, come on. Really? Whoa. Again, and now, and, Here he is. And all these, like, and, and pretty much all of these horses are looking for further. That Like, Surefire... 100% is and and he'll bounce he'll bounce after winning first up. Montefilia is the same. He's going to get over 2000 meters plus. Great horse, but I also don't know how well she's returned. I I remember seeing her trial prior to last prep and I was absolutely in love with the way she was she was coming into it. Um she might come out on Saturday and just shock us all, but I haven't thought that her trials have been as good as they were last prep. I could you know that that doesn't. It's not like I said. It's not the be all and end all. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't be backing her at four dollars sixty off those trials. And first up, um, like I said, she's going to want further. Moonga's third in the market here, and is is pretty much the horse in the race who will be. I I suspect like sort of aiming for the the mile or extended mile, uh, races. In, in this preparation, I don't expect him to be sort of targeting targeted towards the 2000 plus. Benno is going to go 2000 plus, surely. Numerian will do the same thing. Stockman, Allegron did last prep. Like I've worked, I've worked my way down to horses who are like $20 plus and I can keep going. And the only one in there that is sort of suited to this trip, especially considering it's going to be such a slowly run race. Uh, I, I'm almost I'm almost convincing myself to back him at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But then, what do you do with his last run? It's a it's a weird one. Um, it's a weird one. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. To be honest. Yep, mate, that's fair enough. All right, so uh, we'll move on to the JC trial file. We're going to Canberra on Friday, race eight, number eight. Welcome. Gypsy, this thing's been absolutely truckload in the last couple of hours. I cannot believe my eyeballs because I missed the price and I'm a little bit frustrated that I missed the price because it's fives in the 230 already. Um, John Thompson goes down to Canberra for a couple of runners, this being one of them, four-year-old mare out of Toronado. Luggingbit goes on first time. She's only had the one, uh, I guess, public trial, and that was behind Renosu. Renosu has since come out and won at Hawkesbury in a very, very hot maiden where they went time. They went really fast in that race. So I think that form will hold up here. Uh, I thought the trial was really good. She showed a very, very good gate speed and was pretty much put on the bridle, sat three wide, no cover the entire, and not asked for any effort whatsoever. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see how she responds to an effort tomorrow on race day. But barrier one, over the 1,000 metres at Canberra, it does look like a bit of a, a soft, soft kill, as we like to say in the trial world. Um, for her and she'll probably get her best chance to win a race in her career to start off in the best possible fashion so that's Canberra on Friday race eight number eight welcome Gypsy all right well that that uh that finishes us off for Jason's best bet and always his trial file which is always the best bet anyway it's always the best bet yeah well yeah you know Ah. they're, they're synonymous at this point as long as they get up but um yeah no we're done with Randwick so 
head down the coast to Mooney Valley. We've got our first Mooney Valley meeting uh, of spring, and it's headlined by two Group 2 races, the Fian Stakes Race 4 and the McEwen Stakes Race 5. Uh, we'll start with the Fian Stakes, Jason, over 1,600 metres at the Valley. Small field, um, you know, no, I, well, I don't think personally there's any prizes for picking the winner here, but what do you think? Yeah, small field. As you just mentioned, six runners in the race. Favourite, Mr. Brightside. Looks terribly hard to beat. Very good winner in the PB Lawrence first up. Fox did that day. Was able to knuckle down and show a good will to win. He has won eight of 14 races to date. Craig Williams has been on board all those eight wins. Remains on board on Saturday. Few horses in the market are horses that are probably looking to get over further, deeper in this preparation. And they are first up. So he is the only horse in the race that has race fitness. And he's probably the only horse in the race that's the genuine group one mile horse. Um, I think which is very fair to say, other than I guess inspirational girl. She's she's a group two winner of the mile too. So I think uh Mr. Brightside, dollar ninety five, it's a pretty fair price to me. Uh what about yourself, Blake? Yeah, I tend to agree. Um I think I think just away from Mr. Brightside, I mean, there's nothing really I can add to what you've said about him. I think if he runs as well as he did uh, first up, he wins the race. Um, and Mooney Valley can be a bit of a tricky track. Um, I don't know Craig Williams' stats there, but he tends to get it right. Uh, and with a six-horse field, it's not like he's going to you know, be encountering too much uh, bad luck or looking at too many backsides at any point in the race. So I, yeah, I suspect that he, yeah, like I said, if he runs as well as he did first up, he'll be able to win this. And um, yeah, just looking away from him, I think forgot you is a horse that, uh, well, it interests me. I don't, I don't think that this is his race. Um, and you know, the market agrees with me, Mr. Brightside's odds on or even money and forgot you's, you know, one of the outsiders, but his last jump out was insane. Like he brained him, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's I think he's going to return well. Um, definitely will be keeping my eye out for him in the yard, sussing all that out. But um, I think I think he's a I think he's probably the main danger on on that. Um, and I, yeah, like I've I've had a big opinion of him in the past, so we'll see how he looks. Um, but Mr. Brightside, I think, is the obvious. Winner. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. From one small field to another, race five, McEwen Stakes, group two, level over a thousand meters. Very interesting to see how cool and gutter returns now as a three-year-old. First ever time wait for age for her. Are you with her? Are you against her? What do you think about cool and gutter? Um, big yard watch, of course. Uh, the two-year-old returning now as a three-year-old. She's only got 50 kilos on her back. That's that's bonkers. Uh, Similian's the only other horse that's sort of got a lightweight, but I don't think he's going to be able to threaten in this race and the market agrees. But the way Coolangat has been trialling, the fact that she's got 50 kilos on her back, if she returns and has uh, sort of filled out um, from two to three, I think... I think she deserves to be favourite, really. Um, it's just going to depend how she looks in the yard. You know, is she fit? Is she is she ready to go? But my suspicion is she will be, and my other suspicion is that she'll be winning the race, personally. Um, do you agree? 
No, I don't. I'm against you here, Mr. Blake. I've been sniffing your new, you know, what's a few times on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm against you here. I thought, uh, I guess, I guess really just might as well spruik myself while I'm here. I haven't done it on this podcast yet. So it's very rare. Um, yes, early days, sure, everyone was very, very, um, in her camp. First trial, very good. Looked like the, the best two year old by Country Mile, the most furnished two year old. The press, uh, the push button type with the speed, with the turn of foot, that wasn't ever going to get caught in trouble. Um, but I think that was a really weak two-year-old class, in my opinion. I thought, as I said, she was the most furnished two-year-old. Don't think she'll come back better as a three-year-old. I think she'll just stay at the same level. She didn't really have, in my ability, the scope or the structure to improve or grow into something. I thought she was, once again, the finished product. Yes, she has trialed well. Uh, but she has always trialed well. If you watch any of her trials, she always trials well under the on, on, on the bit. I think she is probably one of the lays of the day on Saturday. I'm just going to be completely honest here. I think Zoo style in this race is a ridiculous price. He's a proven fresh horse. He's had eight starts for five wins first up. He's a proven 1,000-meter horse. He's a proven horse at this level. He will absolutely rip and tear around Mooney Valley 1,000 meters, draws low, leads this race up for fun. Um, in the Congo probably comes across, but don't think he'll put too much pressure. Well, I wouldn't be putting too much pressure on him when you've probably got bigger fish to fry later in the prep. Um, I think Zoo Style's perfectly in this race. I'm sure Tony Gollan isn't down here to you-know-what spiders. Um, I think he's a ridiculous price. I think $7 is a really, really luxurious price about Zoo Style. Mm. Nice angle. Nice angle. I um, Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a good one. Yes, well, I could be completely wrong, but I might as well just put a put a sword right through Kulangata. I was no, no, that's all right. You got to you yeah. got to put the jewels on the chopping block every once in a while. Just take yeah. the risk. Well, I was a big fan. It's not like I don't have anything against the horse. I got you know I backed her in that Magic Millions. I backed her on debut. Didn't back her at Durban, too short, and didn't back her in the Golden Slipper. But I just you know we saw Best of Bordeaux trial like an absolute. He tried like fire lap. He won by five lengths in his trial. He's he's still running, and that was in three year old class. I, just, <laughs> I, I honestly don't. Well, I just don't see how these three-year-olds, they're in weak two-year-old company by themselves, you know, against all their other two-year-olds. And she was the best two-year-old by a mile. I just don't mm. see how where the improvement comes from, if that makes sense. Well, not best yeah. two-year-old by a mile. Like, Fireburn obviously was. But Kulingata early season was the best. And yes. they slowly yeah. started to catch up. I think it's fair to say Russian Conquest being one of them would have won that Magic Millions if she had drawn better or she had better racing nuance. Mm. Yep. And it's very fair to say in the golden slipper, cool and got out every single chance and she just died on her run, peaked. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see how she returns. I do enjoy watching her and it's good to see these three-year-olds come back, but I can't really get too involved with her at that price. Maybe if she gets out to three or $4, which she might. <laughs> she yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I won't be touching her until I see how she looks, but um Interesting, nonetheless. Interesting, she'll nonetheless. Perfect. She'll look perfect. She's a little nice, neat, put-together thing. So mm. be interested to see if she can stack up against the big boys because they, these horses aren't the A grade, but they're definitely the B grade, and she's unsure what she is. She could be anywhere from A to Z. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Anyway. Um, okay, well, is that all? Or? Oh, no, best bets. Oh, the viewers want yeah, to make Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's where I was headed. That's where I was headed. Yes. What do you got? Dish oh, it up. I thought Eduardo. 
the race that we covered, the first race we covered, I thought he was by far and away one of the better bets at Randwick. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very shocked to see him not start with a one in front of his name uh, yeah. and possibly even an eight or, or a nine, <laughs> 189, 190, 180. Uh, you know, yes, he is set weights and penalties, but realistically he gets in this race really well. He's 118, mm. he's carrying 60 and a half. Mm. He should be carrying a little bit more. He's only got half a kilo off Shelby 66, which is stupid. Um, and the other horses in the market are just absolute C graders. C graders, not even, I don't think they're even B graders. And he's an, he's a bona fide A grader, and he'll be one of the main hopes once again in the Everest this year. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think if you're looking for best bets, Eduardo definitely has to be in that conversation. Um, there weren't Randwick's a bit of a tricky one um this weekend. I think there are a lot of big fields. Um nothing sort of stands out or sticks out uh as a best bet apart from, like I said, Eduardo potentially. I looked at the first race, the highway, um, which is sort of my fallback if I don't like anything uh, you know, a lot on the card. Opal Ridge is in my black book. She mm. ran in the race behind Zoo Gotcha, the same race in secret was in who's all. When it when it there is a little bit of give in the track, you don't mind being sort of one off stop, a stop, pair stop, off the rails, um, or having a horse underneath you. Stop one sec. Do it all over again. My internet connection stopped. I froze. Didn't hear. Probably didn't get any of it. So okay. just go back to highway or Eduardo. Just oh. say your your side of the best bets. I I just said Eduardo. Just yeah, say okay. I'll start it over you. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with Eduardo. I think um yeah, when you're when you're talking best bets for Saturday, he's definitely got to be in the conversation. Um and there wasn't too much else I liked on the card at Randwick. There are a lot of big fields, um, and nothing sort of stood out too much to me. I looked at the first race, the highway. I've got Opal Ridge in the black book, who is the current favorite, two dollars sixty. J Mac is riding her from gate seven, and she actually took on in secret in um in that group race uh, two weeks ago and she drew gate 13 a lot sort of didn't go away she finished five lengths off the winners but this is a massive drop uh back in grade and the way that opal ridge the, the way that opal ridge was running and winning uh prior to that run last start has me expecting her to run well here back in back in the highway grade and i think the main danger is optimo uh, the way Optimo closed off last race was phenomenal. So those are the two I'm looking at for the highway. Um, I wouldn't have Opal Ridge as a best bet. I would definitely say Eduardo has to be in that conversation. Uh, Castilians in the Black Book race one at Mooney Valley. And the other one I had a bit of interest in at Mooney Valley was Milan. Um, Charlemagne will go forward and did so last time, had a lot of favours and was still not able to win, got run down by Fast Witness. Milan is a very talented cult in my opinion uh i he's he's yet to well he's only had two starts um he's yet to sort of prove that but i think he will turn out to be a good cult and 
I think this is a winnable race for him. He doesn't have the most attractive pattern for Mooney Valley, but I think he's definitely in with a good shot and probably deserves to be favourite given how easy Charlemagne had it last time and still lost. So those are the three, Eduardo um, at Randwick, Castilian in race one at Mooney Valley and Milan in race three at Mooney Valley. Beautiful. That will just about do us, Blake. Thank you once again for joining us. Listeners, best of luck. Big racing this Saturday from Randwick and the Valley.